Hello and welcome to episode 13 of RangerPod, the podcast that likes to discuss the weather with the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT, sort of an expert on Power Rangers, just by default, and joining me is Grax. Hello there. Uh, Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, you don't sound too pleased. Well, I just finished watching this episode of Power Rangers and uh, I just wasn't impressed. Putting it mildly. More accurately, you finished watching it at 8.39 this morning. I did. I was getting ready to record this episode, so I thought I'd watch because it. Because to set the scene for this, I'd, I'd like, if, if, if you'll allow me, I'd like to just read out the messages that I received from you, that I woke up to this. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I remember what I sent. <laughs> okay. Started off in all capitals. God damn it, Billy. Then episode 13 with Billy and the Nerd Girl. I... I mean, I know, but thanks. Well, it was just, just to make sure that we were watching the same episode, because as you said, <laughs> there might be a bit of a conflict of... The episodes. production numbers are different, yeah. yeah. Um, getting my blood boiled, and then yep. six minutes later at 8.30, episode 13 is b- Yes. Yeah, you'll have to bleep this, because you're a potty mouth little f- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry! <laughs> and then nine minutes later, f- the combining power coins plot dump, fuck Ernie dancing at the end, man, fuck this episode. I stand by that statement, each and every one of those. This is Peace, Love and Woe, which first aired on 21st of September 1993. It's available on Netflix, it's available on DVD. Watch them, don't watch them, we don't really care. As long as you keep enjoying us. Yes, that's the important thing, just enjoy me and PD2. Just enjoy me and... Not so much Grax. Oh. So speaking of Grax, it's time for you to summarise the episode. Now, do you have your two-minute plot summary ready, as we've been discussing previously? Uh, Just throw that out. Oh? We're changing it around again. Ah. Oh. <laughs> what are we going to do this time? Basically, we've asked the people of Twitter and Facebook, and they generally said that maybe two minutes is a bit too short. I personally think that two minutes is still too long. <laughs> but the people have spoken. The people have spoken. What What do you think is the length we're going to go for? I don't think there's a set length. I I still want you to keep it short. Yeah. And in order to do this, I am going to be damn precise about interrupting any time I think that you're saying stuff that we don't need to know. Okay, so in as little time as you can manage, but still over two minutes, Grax, away you go. It's the Juice and Jim Bar, and everybody's preparing for some dance. Oh, do we need to know some... that? Do we and then Bob barges that? in with his skateboard, loses control, and face plants into the large table-sized cake that Ernie was holding. Ernie declares to Bulk and Skull, either pay for my cake, you damage, or GTFO, and they get kicked out. On the moon! Rita hey goes, God, no, does, give me a monster! No, no, does Ernie actually say GTFO? Well, no, I'm just summarising the whole right, thing. No, no, that's not summarising. That's putting words in Ernie's mouth. Carry on. All right. Meanwhile, on the moon, Rita goes, Finster, give me your monsters. And all the others are like, how about Madame Woe? And she's like, okay. And then back at the Juice and Jim bar, the four heroes are asking Billy if he had a girl to take to the dance. And Billy's like, no, thank you. I'm going to go back home and play with my weather machine. Or whatever it is. And then Justin, a girl walks into Billy and they both lock eyes. And it turns out that the girl, called Marge, speaks did in the same Did the girl walk into Billy or did Billy walk into the girl? Uh, they they kind of collided in an awkward kind of stance from what I remember. Okay, so if we can have accuracy when you're summarising this. They awkwardly... <laughs> 
They awkwardly stop at each other's paths so they lock eyes. And it turns out that this girl called Marge speaks the same kind of language as Billy. Isn't that good? And then Marge drops her necklace and Billy awkwardly attaches the necklace back into her neck. You could tell that there's some kind of chemistry going on here. In their pants. That's just unnecessary and crude. Meanwhile, back on the moon, Rita think. Uh, uh, but uh, meanwhile, back on the moon, she's like, "Yeah, Rita." And then back at the bar, Billy and Marge are getting on like a house know, of What fight. was that? Meanwhile, back on the moon, she's like, "Yeah, Rita." Yeah, all right. I, there's, I, there's a bit of a line here which, which I forgot to delete. Anyway, you're slowing me down. You're slowing me down. Anyway, uh, I'm but, just but, trying to give the to give the listeners an accurate representation of the episode, Grax. Yeah. Anyway, carry on, you're wasting time. Back at the bar, Billy and Marge are getting on like a house on fire with the other heroes staring at them in the distance like perverts. Marge goes, have you asked anyone to the dance? Why, no, I haven't. Then the four heroes pull Billy back and say, have you asked her out? Billy's like, I was just about to. Then Marge goes, do you want to go to the dance with me? And Billy's like, yeah. No, hang hang on, on, no. Billy did not say he was just about to ask her to the dance. Oh, no, right. No, you're right. I'm Billy sorry. Billy had no intention of asking her to the dance. This is true. I'm uh, sorry, you- listeners. I know this is taking a while, but he's trying to get this kind of past us <laughs> i'm trying to summarize it yeah but in that Grax case is the donald trump of this podcast <laughs> uh, but you're right billy's like oh actually i don't know if i really want to ask her i'm too much of a coward and the other four are like do it do it and then marge is the one who asks billy out and billy's like yeah but wait let's get to know each other let's meet each other at the lake meanwhile the moon rita gets into contact with his eth- ethereal geisha ghost monster thing called madam web and then rita's madam like Yo. Woe. <sighs> jesus madam- christ Grax, the clue's in the title madam Peace, woe. love and woe madam woe madam woe is madam webs of the spider-man thing. madam web is spider-man yeah I oh, i'm sorry everyone madam woe and then Rita's like, yo, girl, what's up? And Madame Woe's like, what do you want? Rita's like, I want you to kill and beat the Power Rangers. And Madame Woe's like, as you wish. I don't I think do she that said bait. kill, but carry on. So then we're at this generic Angel Grove lake where Marge waits for Billy to arrive, as they agreed. Suddenly, 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 Madame Woe appears in front of Marge and declares that she will capture you, Power Ranger. Even though Marge doesn't look anything like a Power Ranger, she says, well, I'm not a Power Ranger, but it doesn't matter. She gets banished into a different dimension. And she drops a necklace conveniently then billy turns up by the lake the putties appear and billy is completely useless and calls on his friends for help and so the friends they all turn up all five of them fighting the putties blah 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 billy says marge is not here and zordon's like yeah it was rita she's got her yes and so back at the command center zordon's talking about the monster called madam woe and then he drops yet another MacGuffin in the form of oh yeah put all your five power coins together and you get the powers of all five rangers in one to be fair it's just the same MacGuffin that they've already got billy goes i'll volunteer myself to be the one it's morphing time in 11 minutes and 45 seconds the power rangers they pop up to face madam woe and she goes banish to the other dimension and so she does and they all end up in this other dimension and they see my and Billy's like, I'm here to save you. And so the Rangers, they fight the monster, but the ghostly geisha is too strong. She's kicking ass. Billy goes, hey, guys, lend me your energies. They can buy the coins. And Billy gets stronger somehow. <laughs> he, he glows, I guess. Uh, so Billy and the monster are fight, fight, fight. He fighting doesn't the glow. Ra- he shivers for a bit. He just teleports out of there. 
he does teleport out there in the real world and they fight, fight, fight. And and Modern Woe has the upper hand. She is kicking his ass with all sorts of things from wind to teleportation to her hair tendrils to electricity. Then Billy gets her from behind and pulls out her blue crystal and crushes it to powder with his pair of hands. And so the rest of the heroes and Marjorie teleport back into the real world. The Power Rangers, they combine the power weapons into the Mega Cannon, shoot Madame Woe dead. She's dead. Back at the bar. Marge thanks the Power Rangers in person, which is quite cool. Rita has a headache. Back at the bar. The dance party occurs. They dance, dance, dance. Billy returns the necklace back to Marge and they go all nice. They have a nice time. Then there's a comedy bit with Balkan Skull and Ernie that features bulk and pulling out some money out of his smelly socks into Ernie's face where Ernie face planted some cake and then they all dance the end and Marge was never seen again that's true (laughs) I knew it I knew it (laughs) yep you're spot on Grax Uh, Marge was never seen again which is a shame because I'm going to come out straight on the bat here and say I quite like Marge (laughs) I thought she, she was kind of attractive she was a good actress yeah, um, by Power Rangers standards, but the you script know. was bad. Uh, I just didn't like stereo of that nerdy talk. Stereo of that nerdy talk. Well, to be fair, she didn't really do the nerdy talk that Billy did. Yes, she's kind of his love interest, and there's sort of an intellectual equal thing going on. But they didn't really give her the same kind of lines that Billy had. I disagree. They had. They said pretty much the same thing, and they were even talking about stuff like, uh, yeah, they were talking about the. I was graduated from the Accelerated Baby Genius Program. Hey, I was in that program too. The Accelerated Baby Genius Program. I think this is something that might blow the lid on a lot of things. Oh. Well, because we've been discussing how Billy is abnormally intelligent, and that doesn't just happen. You know, now we've learned that he's part of this Accelerated Baby Genius Program. I'm wondering if this is some kind of military thing. What? Yeah, I think the Baby Genius Program might be a government thing. And mm. that might be why, which she's never seen again. Because she mentions the Baby Genius Program in public and is then whisked away. Oh. Yeah. Just a theory. I like that theory. I like that fan theory. I mean, it's better than the idea that they just hang around in school and never see her again. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it's just a plot device. She was just a plot device for the episode. And it's just frustrating. Because... The biggest thing I don't like about this episode is the fact that the Japanese footage looked amazing. The monster was really cool. It's really cool ghostly geisha girl. And it was brilliant. And it had nothing, no connection to, to, to the American stuff. And it's disappointing because I know they can do that. What do you mean it had no connection to the American stuff? There was a reason for the Blue Ranger to fight. <sighs> I mean, what I will say is my my big problem with it as regards sort of the switch between American and Japanese mm-hmm. is that at this point, Billy still can't seem to fight. Oh, that's it. Yes, that is exactly it. 13 episodes in, you should be able to dispatch the putties on your own. But well, no. the thing is, he doesn't even try. I mean, the putties turn up and immediately he's just like, oh, God, what do I do? Jason, come here. I felt I struggled with that aspect because, for a start, he's been involved in all in some of the putty fights, like yes, since the beginning. So it's not like he can't attack them at all. I know he was kind of outnumbered. You know, there were like seven on one, but he didn't even try to hit any of them. No. He didn't even try to defend himself. He tried to run away. It's no Billy. You should know better. So yeah, it does seem a bit much when they say, you know. You can combine all the powers into one so that one ranger can like save the day. And Billy's immediately like, yep, that's me. 
And I understand that because he's got an emotional stake in this. Yeah. But I don't understand why the others wouldn't go, mm, Billy, look. <laughs> <laughs> look, Billy, you're you're a nice guy. We like you. We really do. But uh, well, no, I mean, ma- even ma- if- maybe we should give the power to Kimberly, perhaps. Well, even at his best, he's still clearly not the best martial artist on the team. He would admit that. Yeah, absolutely. He's a thinker, not a fighter. Yeah, so you would think that he, that they would go, actually, Billy, no, this needs, like, one of us. Yeah, but he was being ruled by his pants. He was, like, going, hmm, I like this girl, and I, I wanted to, to do things to her in the in, in the science room, so I will I be there. I don't know. I'm still not sure that Billy has that kind of sexual side to him at this point. I mean, Marge clearly does. Like, when he's putting the necklace on her, she's horny as all heck. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> she's like... just, like, every kind of inch that he gets closer to her she's just like oh oh thank you billy you could see I her really drawing like the color and billy blue. was and billy is just completely oblivious to the whole thing and he's like i have no idea how a necklace works uh, 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 well i mean you say about their lines i mean the one that i did write down is before he meets her when he says i'm not really interested in engaging feminine attention with bodily gyration yep that that was a that was a line a full credit to david yost that he actually managed to even say that i mean i don't know how many takes it took but <laughs> he even managed to say some of this nonsense yeah but that's kind of a lie isn't it because we saw him dancing with the deaf girl like three or four episodes ago oh my god yeah he did and he can actually bust a move it's been proven that he can bust a move so so why has he suddenly forgotten his ability to be able to dance the the, the break dancing to the level that rivals zach why 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 and i don't it, know maybe he was on drugs that day Maybe he wasn't drunk. Or maybe it just goes back to your previous theory of he's just not into sex. Maybe, yeah. At this point, you know. And he's not into the rat race of finding a a partner or something. I mean, I was thinking... Oh, well, that's clearly not a priority for him at all. I I was thinking that this dance would have been the perfect opportunity for Trini and Billy to potentially get a bit closer. Because I've said it in previous episodes, and I'll still say it. There is some kind of chemistry between the two of them. And this could have well, been it, a chance for the two of them to blossom. It is interesting that once the putties get defeated, immediately Trini kind of goes up to him and is properly on him. She's, like, you know, putting her hand on him. Possessive, protective, like, this is my boyfriend kind of thing. That's one of the things I really like about the early part of this episode. The whole thing where the gang... They're acting like teenagers. The gang is actually helping Billy to get a date. And the way that they're acting and the way that Billy's kind of shy around... Yeah, I I really liked all of that stuff. The performances, just the fact that they, they're doing proper, like, teenage things. And Billy did actually give me a usable chat-up line for this episode. And I was like... Oh, I've got to hear this. Would you like to discuss the weather with me oh yeah you know i really like the idea they're, they're going down to the park and he, she even puts an emphasis on it that he doesn't she's like yeah I, I i look forward to discussing the weather with you billy we got a bang yeah that's what she was thinking okay so what else did you have a problem with on this one i mean i will say that even rita seemed bored by their antics this week she wasn't <laughs> well she wasn't paying attention oh she didn't care at all she didn't mention what they were actually doing she was just like oh get them when they least expect it when, of course, when they least expect it is never, because like, it can be literally any time. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of phoning it in. I mean, I'm not really sure what the deal is with Madame Woe, because Rita's like, get us a monster, and they're like, oh, Madame Woe. And she tells Finster to get her right. But it doesn't seem like Madame Woe's her creation. She summons Madame Woe. Yeah, she was just hanging out by the beach by a barbecue that was on fire. Getting a nice tan. <laughs> 
Yeah. In broad daylight. It's like, where, where did you come from? Well, do you want to know where she came from? Oh, please tell me where she came from. I am so looking forward to hearing what the Zoo Rangers have to <laughs> offer because I am certain that there are, this episode is better than the American episode. Mm, I don't think it was, but we'll get there. Okay. This one starts with a schoolboy. Yes. They all do, apparently. <laughs> it's bloody Zoo Ranger. So anyway, he's at home reading. He sees a drip coming from the ceiling. He goes upstairs to check, goes into the bathroom, and the bathroom turns into Madame Woe's dimension. Uh, what? And she's like, ah! And he tries to get out, but she grabs him with her hair. And she actually, like, she basically drowns him. What? But it turns out the process of drowning him puts him into a little bottle that she's got with a load of other kids that she's kidnapped. By drowning them? They get drawn into this blue water or something anyway oh wow all you need to know is she's got a bottle that seems to have water but it's also got kids in and they seem fine but screaming and going ah help so anyway the zoo rangers are already on this because there's a load of kids gone missing and they've noticed because that's all they do all day hang out with kids Mm -hmm. so they split up to try and work out what's going on dan the blue ranger sees a load of boys bullying a girl And they're, like, holding snakes and spiders and things to her. There's her friend, who is just kind of standing on the sidelines, like, too scared to do anything. And so the boy, like, is like, hey, hey, get off her, get off her. The boys go running. And she says to her friend, yeah, thanks a lot. And sort of runs off. Dan briefly is like, hey, are you you all right? To her friend. And then the girl who was getting bullied screams. And they get there just in time to see Madame Woe. Or Dora Rager, as she's called. I'm not oh. sure what that means. See, that's even a cooler name than Madame Woe. Madame Woe's pretty cool. Come on, it's a level up from Eye Guy. I'll give you that. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they turn up just in time to see the girl who was being bullied get kidnapped. And they're like, hey, you can't do that. And so Dora Rager kidnaps Dan and the little girl as well. Mm-hmm. And tries to do the same thing to them. Dan kind of fights her. But she still grabs the girl with her hair and starts dragging her in. But the minute the girl's necklace touches the water, the whole thing like goes and they get put down back down to earth. So wait, so everything kind of gets dispersed and then they return back to the real world because yeah. of this necklace. Because of this necklace. Is it the same necklace as in the Americans, per chance? I think it's similar. I don't think it's quite the same. I mean, it doesn't really show up in the Sentai footage that's used ah, okay. in America. So I'm not sure why they kept the necklace thing, really. Mm. <laughs> Maybe in case they decided to use it in the fight footage, I don't know. But anyway, it turns out that her necklace contains the Fae of Sunlight, called Sunny. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Madame Woe's blue gem contains the Fay of Rain, Rainy. Oh, God. <laughs> what? No. no yeah. I don't want to believe that these are called Sunny and Rainy. Sunny and Rainy, and they're just both two, like, mystical girls. Sunny and Rainy were the best of friends, and that's what this girl explains, because she's the only one who can actually talk to the... Faye trapped in the necklace. Okay. But yeah, then Bandora wanted to use their powers, so she turned them into gems. And Sunny, her gem got away from Bandora, but obviously Rainy, her gem got used to make Dora Rega. Bandora's like, hey, look, you've got enough kids now, love. You you can cast the spell. Because that's the whole idea that she's going to bring on a thousand days of rain. With children. Yeah, the children are involved in casting the spell. This okay. kind of dark blue water with the children in. She's using them in spell, and she it actually involves boiling that dark blue water. So you are starting to hear the children kind of shouting, "Ah, help! Help! Help!" Oh wow, that's that's dark. 
Yeah. But it's okay, because they get Sonny to lead the Zoo Rangers to Dora Rager. And, of course, she immediately traps them in the pocket dimension. And they have a big fight, like they do in the American episode. Mm -hmm. And then, I'll be honest, the Zoo Ranger explanation for the whole power coin thing... Incidentally, apparently it's the first use of the phrase power coins. I mean, we've been using them willy-nilly, but it's the first time it's said in the show. That's rather interesting. The explanation for that isn't any less pulled out of their arse than the Power Rangers one. It's almost along the lines of, hey, let's jump into the television. Oh, oh, come on. Because Dan just says to the others, hey, use your power medals to get me out of here. And then they just put them together and use them to teleport him out. (laughs) Okay, so, quick, use your power medals (laughs) to get him out of here. But wait, how's that going to work? Don't worry about it. Just do it. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, wow, it actually works. But how did that... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't (laughs) think about it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Well, the idea is that Dan wants to find Sauri. That's the little girl's name. So that he can... Like, talk to Sonny and get some hint of how to defeat the monster. So he's just like, yeah, put your medals together and you can teleport me out. Because it's your ranger. Uh. But unfortunately, Sauri's too kind of scared to go anywhere near the battle. And so there's this whole big thing where Dan's like, hey, sometimes I would get scared. But then I would draw, like, the Japanese symbol for courage in the air. And, like, bring his hands together and take a bite of... Take a bite of courage, um, <laughs> and that would make him brave. What the? F- um, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the worst one yet. I ri- yep. I write the words courage in the air, and I take a bite out of it. Basically, yeah. What kind of psycho babble is that? It. I mean, it's all imaginary. There's no. Oh, well, actually, no. When she does it later, that she. Brings it down and briefly you do see like a yellow like ball okay. that she yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, it turns out that what they need to do is bring the two stones together and that will save the day or at least take away Madame Woe's power. Right. And yeah, you get the whole thing of like they get close. Madame Woe's got the Zhu Rangers in one of her bottles, like in the blue water. So although you've not seen them getting dragged into the water, you just assume that's happened. And yeah, as soon as they get into the same battlefield, the necklace and the thing, the girl in the necklace starts shouting, Rainy, Rainy! And the girl in the gem starts shouting, Sunny, Sunny! Oh, oh God, and I'm really losing the will at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine, yeah. Yeah, this kind of makes me. Th- this makes me think of those two little girls in um, Godzilla movies with uh, Mothra. I yeah, to, I get what they're well, called. It's, it's that kind of thing, I suppose. Yeah, they're the phase, the spirits. The yeah. Mm. Blue Ranger still has his pretty epic fight with Madame Woe. It's such a good fight. It's it's just it really brilliant. But he drops the necklace, and yeah, Sauri picks it up. But obviously, she's scared. So she she hears like sunny sunny rainy rainy, mm-hmm. and she hears her friend calling sorry sorry, and all the other kids shouting, and there's a big like almost like a loop, like you know like in the Simpsons where they have the Lisa needs braces dental plan. <laughs> Lisa, it's kind of like that for a second oh, with wow. like, all the different things that are going on, and like Dan going take a bite of courage. So anyway, she takes a bite of courage, and then she does a proper epic run. At Madame Woe. Like, she properly runs straight at Madame Woe, who's firing all she's got at her. Okay. It's it's not hitting her, it's just explosions behind her the whole time. That sounds amazing. I mean, it's a pretty cool shot. I don't know how she doesn't get killed, but it's a pretty cool shot. Don't worry about it, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But anyway, yeah, so Blue like holds Dan holds Madame Woe sort of back and so Sauri manages to touch the gems together briefly. And all the kids are freed. And the Zhu Rangers are freed, and that's when they get out not the power cannon, but the Thunder Slingers. Which is something that we I don't even know if they really turn up in Power Rangers. I think they might what? turn up once. What is a Thunder Slinger? It's basically a weapon that the power blasters fit into it. And then they sort of pull it back like a catapult and it fires energy blasts. Ah, I'd say one thing I did notice in the American footage, where the Power Rangers, they shoot through the mega cannon and there's that energy beam that goes straight into uh, Madame Woe. Yeah. And they sort of did a weird cut where she was hit and then sparking everywhere and then it cuts the beam again. It didn't quite match. Yeah, well, that's because it wasn't the, the normal power cannon beam. It was the Thunderslingers. Oh. Okay. That was their finishing move. That explains it. Then the two girls are reunited, and they touch the stones together properly, and the two phases are reunited, and they're like, Sunny, Sunny, Rainy, Rainy, bye, thanks very much, bye. And the phase floats off, and the two rangers are all happy, because they've saved some children. The end. Wonderful. So, where was the point where the Blue Ranger crushed, um... That was American footage. Was it? Which is why, as you'll see, Madame Woe's mask looks really rubbish in that shot. Re- I didn't notice that. You know, it's literally just a bit of cloth and, yeah, with some eyes cut out. It's it's pretty bad, like, in comparison to the Japanese one. I did not notice that. I should have spotted that. Oh, so... F- my eyes were so filled with rage, I just was just didn't notice the fact it was a completely different thing. See, I'm not really understanding where the rage has come from so far, because... <sighs> I, You've I, not really given me much to to hate about this one. Yeah, uh, I I just didn't like the writing. I didn't like uh, the 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 weak plotline. I just I felt that the Japanese stuff was so disconnected from the American writing that was presented. It just really bothered me, and it just was it it wasn't weird. It was just for me poor writing. See, I liked that the American writing gave. Billy a reason to be emotionally involved. As you'll see from the Zoo Ranger one, the Japanese episode did not really give Dan a good reason to be involved other than he saw a girl getting bullied. But the solo fight between the Blue Ranger and Madame Woe is awesome. I think pretty much any time when you've got a ranger one-on-one with a monster, you're going to get a pretty cool scene out of it. They just want to pack in all the effort and all the energy into producing a really good fight sequence yeah oh yeah that was the thing that f- the fight sequence one-on-one is so much better than the half-ass attempt with the human rangers fighting against the putties in the park i actually quite like the fight between the putties though uh it just felt a bit weak it felt a bit lazy in terms of the choreography and just a really? casually reaching over the bench to kick him and I, I felt like they've done better. I felt like the choreography has been stronger in the past. Now, I will say, I noticed that Kim leaps over a barrel again. Where the f*** did that barrel come from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Answer sure. me! Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She's done this before. I'm wondering if, if in her CV, when they asked her to list any special skills, Amy Jo Johnson listed jumping over barrels. <laughs> Until they're like, right, we'll use that. <laughs> we can use that <laughs> again and again. And again. Yeah. But, but wait, we're we're in the Antarctic. How is it going to work? We'll make it work. There's a barrel in the Antarctic. Absolutely. Oh god. <laughs> there is a pretty glaring blooper though. I noticed it in the episode, but it also mentions it on Ranger Wiki. They sort of go, "Oh, Marge is gone." Yeah. And then they teleport, and Zordon goes, "Jason is right. Rita's yes! got Marge." Yes. Yes. That that stuck out with me because I watched it twice, and I went, "Hang on, yeah. did, did Jason say that?" <laughs> no, Jason. Jason never said a word. 
Jason just stood there looking dumb but sexy like normal. Yeah, and I I let it slide because I thought, well, he's done it before when he just jumped the gun and thought it must be Rita. So maybe he did do it again and Zordon's just backing him up like a bro. But you're right, he didn't say anything. Jason said nothing. Jason doesn't correct him. He's like, yeah, man, I'm right. Yeah, I'm I'm the leader, I'm the hero. I'm so happy you spotted that. I almost forgot about (laughs) that. No, this is what the problems, this is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of poor production. I'm guessing that there was something cut there. What, just save time i'll tell you where you could have saved time stop early dancing that's how you save time i don't know about you but the final thing i've got written down is how does marge not know that's the power rangers that's a very good point she is I mean, clearly an intelligent girl she's clearly sharp witty horny she should be able to piece these things together she could probably smell billy horny, yeah yes well that's the thing as soon as as soon as the rangers teleport into the, that dark dimension billy's immediately like hey marge marge are you all right it's like how do you know my name and not once does she question that she's just like, oh hey the power rangers are here i guess maybe it's just such a common occurrence by this point it's like sure look you're in angel grove sometimes you'll get kidnapped by a monster but it's cool the power rangers are on top of all the teens in this town not literally but well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I think it's about time that we summarise, review the episode. Okay, uh, I've calmed down now compared to the beginning of this episode. Okay. The fact that you've talked through everything and you explained what happened to Zoo Ranger has helped calm me down and explain things. And I, I, no, I, despite all this and despite knowing what happens in the Zoo Ranger episode, I still don't like this episode. I just don't like it. And it's, wow. It, I just don't like this, the written story. I don't like the American stuff. I I like the fighting, but that's about it. And I, this is one of these episodes I don't really want to watch again. So I, I'm going to give it one out of five coins for me. One out of five? Yeah. Wow. I, it, just, it just left me angry. It just left me angry about Even the whole thing. Even despite the cool fight scenes... Yep, even despite the cool fight scenes. I I will say this. I will say if I could, and I can give Zoo Ranger a higher rating, I would. I would go Zoo Ranger, two, maybe three coins. But this is not. The Zoo Ranger episode was crap. It was all about rainy, rainy, sunny, sunny. And a little girl biting her courage. Oh, God, you're right. Oh, (laughs) Oh, you just dropped a coin for me or there. No, I'm sticking to it. I, I don't like this episode. Okay. Look, I'm not quite the opposite end of the spectrum. It's not quite a five star. It's close. It's I'm going to save five star for things like, you know, the big kind of iconic episodes, which this isn't one of, but I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I thought David just played it really well for the most part, especially after last week's b- with the Power Ranger punks. He really redeemed himself here. You know, he's he's got that vulnerability as Billy. Seeing him out of his depth in the whole kind of dating field, seeing his friends treat him like a normal human being and just kind of like, hey, you need to get laid, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought the guest performance was good. I thought Madame Woe was cool. I liked the solo fight with her and Billy. I mean, the only thing I'm really taking a point off at for is the whole Billy not being able to fight as a human and then throwing himself forward for for the fight, you know, for the power coins thing. Mm-hmm. And for the power coins thing being a bit of a cheat, you know, that... Again, you don't really find out what combining the power coins does. You'd kind of think it would mean more than that, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But I have no qualms in giving this four power coins out of five. Wow, four? A strong four. That's the complete opposite of me. 
almost. Yeah, write that down in your little critical notes, Quinn. <laughs> One of our listeners called Quinn has started having a go, saying, oh, you know, Pete, you're always really negative about it, and Grax is always really positive. And then we actually got him to sit down and work, and like write down the scores, and it yeah. turns out, actually, it's about even. It is about even, but I think yep. this, this score isn't going to flip things upside down for certain. Yes, shut your face, Quinn. No, no, don't shut your face, Quinn. Thank you for doing that, Quinn. It was really nice of you to keep count. And keep keeping count. Keep count. And if you'd like to get abused by us on <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> please do tweet us at RangerPod. <laughs> or if you want the full length email abuse, you can email us at therangerpod at gmail.com. Yep. We do have a few vocal listeners and we, we, we appreciate that. If the rest of you could go and leave a review on iTunes at some point, that would be fantastic so join us next week when i think that kimberly is going on a little joy flight with her uncle in the episode foul play in the sky hmm sounds intriguing and a kimberly episode yep kimberly is in trouble when her uncle steve succumbs to a sleeping potion in the middle of flying an airplane with her on board that's the worst time for that to occur that is that is pretty bad timing to be fair so yeah join us for that in the meantime i've been pdt i've been grax and we'll see you next week Bye.